0: Welcome to the Dr. Renee Sunday Show, where it's not too late to shine. We bring you transformative information for small business owners, entrepreneurial insight, wisdom, and secrets to aid you to be seen, be heard, and get paid. To catapult your life to more impact, success, and freedom. Now, please welcome your host, the platform builder herself, Dr. Renee Sunday. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Renee Sunday Show. You know we said Dr. Renee Sunday Show or Dr. Renee Sunday Podcast. But you know the thing about it is what we do here on this platform, we want to let you know, first of all, that it's not too late to shine. That's what we want to do. Yeah, things have been going on inside, things have been going on in your life that you don't understand, but it's not too late to shine. It's not. And what we do here, we want to share information to increase your awareness, your education. But we also want the magic inside of you to know that you can increase your visibility, increase your profit, and also increase your impact. Because the thing is, we want to impact others. We want to help others. And you know what? When we help other people, we're helping ourselves as well. So that's what we want to do. We want to actually let you know that it's actually okay where you are right now. I know you may feel strong and overwhelmed. I've been there, okay? But we want to actually give you information that empowers you, inspire you, that you can make a wise decision. You know, we want to say thank you for believing in us. We want to say thank you for downloading us on iTunes, listening to us on YouTube, and also going to our website. We've been seeing you in you see them analytics, okay? And then also thank you for supporting us on social media as well. But, you know, I have to get to it because we have an amazing young lady. We've been in the we've already been in the green room just having a ball. But we actually, you know, my side. You know, I'm a board certified anesthesiologist, so that medical field, I love it, right? I love it. But everything I do is, you know, being a servant, and that's what we are. Most medical care, that's the first thing they will say: being a servant. I just want to be a servant. I just want to help people. I want to take that need away of someone having pain and discomfort and not knowing what's really going on with their body. So we have a young lady that she has really been a, she's a, what they call it? They call it a pioneer in herself. Uh, they call it a transition person. That's actually a transition of how people think about a situation. We have Miss Jillian A. Simpson with us. She's the proud owner of post-surgical Care of Atlanta, and you know it's an LLC. she got a paper she's gonna make sure she's doing it right, okay, but she's gonna actually and, and tell us some aspect of the medical field that we've never even thought about. We've heard some things in the medical and and can I be real? We've heard some things in the media that has happened when people have surgery we've heard things that happen that should have been should is this the right decision, was that the right decision and cards for big care. You know, I see it every day. I, every patient and I'm saying that with emphasis, is actually my family. So I take it very serious when I'm actually introduced someone as Dr. Renee Sunder. Not the platform builder in that case, but I'm actually the anesthesiologist. But we wanna actually welcome her because she is actually she's a world changer. And we want to welcome, welcome to Jillian Simpson herself. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on your show.
0: (laughs) We love it. (laughs) Jillian, tell us a little bit more about yourself and really, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear it, really how you're impacting people's lives. Well,
1: again, my name is Jillian Simpson, and I am a certified medical assistant, certified nurse aide, and a certified restorative aid assistant. Um, I have been in business now for two years of post-surgery care of Atlanta. I care for patients returning home from surgery. Majority of the patients that I've seen so far are plastic surgery, spinal, and orthopedic patients, but I am open to other Um, surgical patients that are getting surgery from um, other types, but those are the two that I have been um, servicing so far, and I love what I do.
0: (laughs) Well, tell us, let's dive a little deeper because, you know, when we do things and it's very passionate because we can hear it in your voice how passionate you are about what you do, tell us a little bit about your journey of wanting to actually Take care of that need that we that sometimes that we like. Okay, what am I gonna do when I get home? So tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: Well, my journey started um, as a little girl. I was raised by my mother and my grandmother um, in Atlanta, Georgia, Fulton County. So I am a native here of of Georgian. Um, It started there, and my mother she went into um, surgery for plastic surgery for breast augmentation um, and breast augmentation and breast reduction that she got done. And so when she, when they sent her home, she – obviously she didn't have someone there, um, a CNA there with her. So I was the CNA at eight years old. So I will help my mom with draining, um, doing – with the drainings and just making sure that she's staying clean and just, just being by her side during that, that difficult time. Um, but it wasn't an exciting time for her, but it was difficult with the pain management and just, just reassuring her that this is just the the hump of getting to into a better place and a better quality of life for her um, being a mother, a woman, and a professional um, in the working field. So that's where it all started. And caring for my grandmother, too, she was um, much older, and I would care for her and make sure that she was getting her daily activity, living, taken care of. Um, she was ambulatory, independent, but it was certain things that she needed help with. And from then, I went to high school, went to North Atlanta, uh, studied dance, college prep, and then I went on to Chattahoochee, where I studied medical assistant. That's like 2008 Um, I went for my medical assistant diploma, um, and I completed within the year 2009, um, and I went back and got my certification in it about a a few months after I had to study for it. And I worked as a a medical assistant in Wellstar and private care for about a good four, four to five years um, doing that. And it was great, but it wasn't – it wasn't me. It was it was not called to me, but I called it. So I decided to leave um, the medical assistant aspect of the medical field, and I switched over to home care um, as a non CNA. So I started off working at a in home agency as a non CNA just to see if I would like it. And turned out I fell in love with it, and that's where I was called
0: and I answered
1: the call to home care um home care um industry and I went back got my CNA license at um CPR with Mickey in Dallas Georgia because I was currently living in Paulie County and that's where the amazingness began worked in hospice for 2 years um did home health did long term care acute care um assisted living, done so many different things, and so I decided in 2017 of August that I wanted to launch my own. Um, at the time, I was Zora's Touch LLC. I um, was trying to figure out which um, patient that, that actually was called to me to actually care for, and I decided it was post-surgery care, care. And kept doing that, but I needed a new name. My first mentor told me when I first met him, you need to change your name. And I wasn't welcoming of that, that advice at first, but as time went on, I saw for myself that, yeah, I needed to change my name. And when I changed my name to Post-Personal Care of Atlanta on December um, 2018, everything changed as in... People really were um, really knew what I was, who the, who my audience was, and who I wanted to care for, and just me as as an individual, um, this bursting out more creativity and more of Jillian into my business post surgery care of Atlanta. So, I can definitely say that I answered the call to home care industry and. I love what I do. I really do. It it is what I was created to do, and I'm excited to see what else um, it has for me.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I want to ask you this because uh, I must say ninety eight percent, because you know, not too many things are hundred percent in this world. But being in the medical field, uh, most of our patients. Uh, Well, in my case, most of my patients haven't had anything to eat. Uh, uh, Sometimes, unfortunately, they're in pain. Sometimes they get a good report, and sometimes, you know, they may not get a so good report at that time. So people say in general that people in the medical field have, you know, have that empathy, have that actor, you know, we, we carry that burden, if you will, of what people are going through. In order to be that light, be that peace, be able to actually help them go through the process and, of course, take care of their pain or anything that we have control of that we can take care of. And see, like you, first of all, you started that as a, in, in your childhood, so we commend you for that, but how do you think that actually, you know, with your passion has played a role in what you're actually doing right now?
1: Um, I think it's,
0: I think number one thing
1: is when I look at people, when I look at patients in, in any environment, if there's long-term care, acute, um, home care, if it's in the hospital, that this is someone's mother, this is someone's grandmother, this is someone's daughter, this is someone's father. So it's not just a patient, this is someone's, someone. So. When I think of my mother and my grandmother who I helped care for in different times, um, I care for them because they were my family. And so I think it's very important as healthcare professionals that we do look at everyone, that they belong to someone. We may not see them physically all the time or maybe none at all. But as long as we realize that they belong to someone, they are someone, someone. And I believe that was the number one thing that has um, helped me in my journey as a healthcare professional when I'm caring for different types of patients um, before I went into entrepreneurship. And and now that this is not just some non-entity. This is someone, someone. That belongs to someone, so I would say that is the number one reason I went into it in my journey, and and for others who who go into the healthcare field, is that I want to help people because they've been helped and people have helped their family members. So I would say that's the number one reason. <laughs> that's
0: amazing. Let's talk about this a minute because you said something that was so profound. Because uh, a lot of people are doing the transition or have thought about the transition of going from we'll say how you know how we say it nine to five, if you will, versus stepping out in entrepreneurship. Tell us about your experience with that. Because a lot of people, and, and I'm gonna just put it out there, a lot of people think it's very blissful, and I and I chose that word very carefully. <laughs> really realize, uh, and I'm going to throw this part out, that people don't realize that it's actually more work than than a 40-hour week. You know, you work 40 hours, you hit the clock, sign in, sign out, if that's what you have to do, or, or and that's pretty much it. But entrepreneurship is a, is a lifestyle. So tell us about your experience with that, of doing that major transition, especially because you had that passion already in place. Oh, yes. Well, you just
1: said a key word there that really resonated with me, Dr. Sunday, is that it's a lifestyle. And I never had someone to, to describe entrepreneurship as a lifestyle. So thank you for saying that because it really, it really truly is. It is a lifestyle. Like with anything, with eating, exercising, um, with our hair, with our skin, everything is a lifestyle, is a regimen that we have to do over and over and over again. So my journey in transitioning from a W two to a ten ten ninety nine and entrepreneur and business owner and all that in there, I'm telling you, it was difficult. It was very difficult. It was scary. When I, I did a jump, I my hospice job actually phased out. Um so my business was already, already incorporated because I did I did that part while I was working as a hospice aide because I knew I wanted to do it, but it was like that, like, well, you know, getting this check and I can do this, so maybe I can do both. And that was my plan, but when my job phased out, it was like, okay, I have a little girl, I, I want to say she probably was about, Nine years old, I'm thinking, like nine years old. So I have a child that I have to take care of. So it wasn't like single eagle. So I had a child to take care of, and I said, I have this business already established, ready to go. What am I going to do? And I said, well, I have no choice but to jump, to jump in it. So I didn't have the cushiness of, oh, I have all this savings in here to just kick back you know, take my time. I had to jump in it quick and go for it. And my first client came off of Facebook, off my Facebook business page. And at that time it wasn't so neat and organized. I was just like, okay, let me just put something up here to get started. And then when I got my first call, I was like, oh, wow. And mm-hmm. I just went for it. But it it was very difficult. Um, and I learned a lot. Um along the way, but it was very exciting too because then it opened up a whole new Jillian um, where I had to learn to talk to people. I had to learn to collaborate with people, and, and I I learned how to get out of the comfort zone and say, hey, if I'm going to eat, I need to talk to people and, and, and ask them, um, tell them what I do. But also I've learned is that business is a, is a relationship thing. It's not it, – it's like pretty much is – it's not speed dating, but it's, it's a dating. I, I definitely compare entrepreneurship to dating. When you meet someone, you don't automatically say, hey, will you marry me? That would be horrible to do that, right? You mm-hmm. meet someone for five minutes, you're like, oh, you know what? You're beautiful. You're handsome. You got this and this and this going off your profile. Will you marry me? Everyone in the world will say, that is scary. That is Suicide? What are you talking about? So the same we go with people in buying your service or buying your product. They don't know. They they don't know me at all. So it takes time for people to say, "Well, let's build a relationship over time." And as time go on, I will purchase your service, or I may prefer you out to other people um, in 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 purchasing your services and that's how it is with with my surgeons that that I build relationship with it wasn't that this one that said oh i have this great amazing business and i did think this yes i'm great i have this business this. i have this much experience i want to care for your patients they don't know me from anyone else so it took relationship building over time and showing my my determination that No was not the end. It was just, okay, you're telling me no now because you don't know me. But over time, um, with emails and phone calls and just me just being persistent and consistent on what I'm telling you and what I'm showing you, it will earn your attention and your time to say, let me have a conversation with you. And that is the golden hour of saying, okay, now that I have you in front of me, now I have to sell it. But also when I sell it, I'm selling Jillian, and I'm selling post-surgery care of Atlanta because they're getting a combo. So I am definitely um, on that journey and learning so much, but I would say the definitely one thing that I have definitely learned is that biz- business is all about relationship and it is a lifestyle because every day I'm getting up at five a m or most of the time at five a m starting my day posting on social media um scheduling meeting with people you can never meet too many people, so it definitely is a lifestyle and how you treat people um in this and everything so um I'm glad that you said that, that you describe entre- the entrepreneur journey as a lifestyle because it is. It's a lifestyle that takes time to learn and to master um, because of, as you're learning and mastering entrepreneurship, you're mastering yourself as an individual and as, a, as an entrepreneur because once you become better at your craft as a, as a person, your business is going to, get, it, it's going to become better. So thank you for that question and thank you for describing that as lifestyle because I said wow no one never said that before but it is it is truly is a lifestyle like anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to live it, and that's how it actually what happened. Uh, dealing with me because uh, if I actually being an anesthesiologist, yes, I had a set path that I had to go through that's required, if you will, by the you know, the, the Association of America, Board of that But when you do entrepreneurship, and people love to talk about my favorite restaurant, and it's probably yours too, it's Chick-fil-A, and then people talk about McDonald's as a quote-unquote model. The way that they are so successful and people are doing what they're doing with a twist, of course, or with the, you know, it's because they have a system of operation. So that's called SOP for our business owners system of procedure, system of operation, because I had to develop that for my own business. You see what I'm saying? And we love to say customer service is amazing, and, of course, the food at Chick-fil-A, <laughs> and then, of course, face oh, okay. base. So even people that go there may not have the same face base, but they like their standards. Now, if you look at McDonald's, McDonald's have never said not on wood in their promotion they have the best hamburgers in the world. But what they do say, they have a great brand, and guess what? They make most of they they make a majority of money. Not all food is real estate, because every one of their franchisees have actually bought that property. See, people don't realize that. Just so happen, they had an amazing branding person, and they have stood the test of that with the art. So now, if you go by McDonald's, they don't even have quote unquote in certain places the word McDonald's. It just got the arches. And the same with Walmart. So all of our business owners, we have to have that standard of operation just like the great comparison that I got in the medical field, but it was already preset for me. So you have to set that, if you will, for your business, and that's what allows you to be able to uh, think about it. When somebody goes to Chick-fil-A, they already have a plan. So when you're ready to hire somebody, you ain't got the... Sit down and not go through all this stuff. They gonna have what? They gonna have a menu. So that standard of operation, a menu plan book. Certain people call it different things. Guess what? You already did rock and roll. You just got to make sure they're a great fit. Of the personality. Dot dot, dot dot. You know how that goes because by brand, you know my team. They know it represents Dr. Renee Sunday. So when you out, somebody may say you're to Sunday team. Yeah, you just say yes, but then, of course, tell them your name because you have an interest besides me, of course. But anyway, I got off in the tent. Y'all know I love to teach. <laughs> but I know, I know that you guys are going to take some gems from this and actually to, to get information on this. But Julian, I want to ask you this. Uh, we found out, of course, that you're in the Atlanta area, as you mentioned earlier. How can people actually... Uh, have you in their back pocket, if we will, because <laughs> if we plan in a surgery, we know somebody's having a surgery, we know someone that actually needs your services. that may be part of our sorority, may be part of our organization or church, tell us how we can actually take advantage of having you already in our mind when we have those situations going to, to happen, because Unfortunately, we you know, I we live and each day we get older and older and sometimes we have to have surgery before we even get older, okay? Or procedures, et cetera. So tell us how we can actually have that develop a relationship with you that will have you in place when we actually when we need your services. Yes. Um well you can reach me
1: by Social media, and also I do have a website. My website is www.postsurgeryatlanta.org. That's www.postsurgeryatlanta.org. My Facebook page is my business name, Post Surgery Care of Atlanta, LLC, on my Facebook page. And also I do have an Instagram account that's also named Post Surgery Care of Atlanta. And you can also book your appointments, uh, free consultation through my booking site, on my social media um, pages, and also my website where um, you can look at all my updates. On my Facebook page, you can sign up for my monthly newsletter. that come out on the 15th of every month. Sometimes it's the 16th, depending on when the 15th actually, actually falls. Sometimes it will come out on the 16th on a Monday. But it comes out every month, um, a newsletter about what's going on in surgery, type of surgeries that are out here, um, what's the recovery, just some snippets on type of surgeries and what, what is it exactly entails. Just some little fun facts and ways for you to also get updates on what post-surgery care is doing. Um, and that's it. And yeah, my website, social media, and you can always email me at Jillian Simpson at PostSurgeryAtlanta.org. So I look forward to hearing from you all, and hopefully that you all will sign up for my newsletter so you will see what I'm doing and, and just get some fun facts about surgery and, and its recovery.
0: Yes, yes. It's, it's very important. I, I say knowledge is very powerful, but you have to have it, number one, and then you have it available when you need to actually respond to it, so it's powerful. But then we thank you so much, sir, for being in your purpose, being who you are. But thank you so much that you took the time to hang out with us, so we really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank
1: you again, Dr. Sunday. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're ready for this, yes, because, yeah, we need to know what to do after surgery procedure, and we have this amazing young lady that loves what she do, and that's what you want, someone that's in their purpose <laughs> to be doing that. But we love you here so much at the Dr. Renee Sunday Show. We love you. You know we love you. If you want to actually be a guest, contact us. If you want to actually finally get that book out. Our publishing company side is available for you. If you want to be seen, be heard, and get paid, we we'll get you out there, visibility, but we actually do it through podcasting, and magazines, publishing your own market winning book, that's what we call it, because it opens up avenues for you. But if you want to actually start your own podcast, we actually have services for that as well. And also, we actually have a major new concept, because people always ask me, Dr. Sunday, how can I be a great guest, a featured guest on podcasts and and different radio and TV show platforms? We actually have that service available that we show you what to say and what not to say, okay? But please remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You can't quit. There's no option, right? You can't because you got to do it because somebody might not need what you have inside, that magic inside. You know you got to don't stop, but get it, get it, right? You know, here I love you at the Dr. Renee Sunday Show. We love you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.